behind you. Justin? <laughs> Peter Parker? Did you ever see the bloopers for, uh, I think it was Anchorman 2, when he was supposed to get, like, get warmed up and he just starts screaming, they're coming in the back door! They're coming <laughs> no, in the back no, door! I didn't see that. Um, so a quick announcement. Um, we are technically back on YouTube. We're gonna, it's going to be weird for a while, guys. You know, we're trying to comply with YouTube's new way of regulating everything. So, you know, there's not going to... We're, we're, we're doing this under our kind of our blog page, The Blending Room, more yeah. informative style content. Um, it's yeah. going to be fun, though. We're going to have some really cool stuff that we can do. Um, maybe some virtual herfs coming up in the next few months. Maybe even like a, like a Thursday night hang. We'll get some beers and we can just chat. Maybe we'll do a lottery, 10 customers come hang out with us you know live on like a skype call and maybe do like a q a and then just uh you know a, a general yeah. hang session we're trying to figure all of that out now and for everyone who was used to how our old youtube channel was with reviews and top fives and um those things they won't be like the primary focus on the youtube channel for now like i said or like nick said we're just trying to like to trial trial and error process of figuring out what works what doesn't you know, we have a few events usually every year that come up in the summer. We have the uh, Tampa Cigar Bash in the fall that we usually cover. Those type of videos will be on our YouTube channel as well. Educational videos, um, but not to reiterate, but yeah, what Nick said, it's going to be under the Blending Room, I guess, moniker or the name, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. because it's on the Blending Room page itself through the website that we write a lot of informational um, lot of, that's where our top five articles live, um, you know, educational pieces as well. So we're just, this is about going to be the second episode on our YouTube channel. And if, like Nick said, just bear with us. We're, we're trying to figure it out as we go along. Honestly. We've also formed a, a new corporate production entity um, that will be doing, uh, handling all of the JR content as well as maybe some other uh, other kinds of uh, cigar content or lifestyle content out there. Uh, Sun Grown Studios. Uh, it was co-founded by a gentleman named Chris Appelungio. Appleton. Yeah. And Rick Spaghetti. And Justin. <laughs> and Justin. <laughs> and Justin. We have another topic I want to talk about today, which is the cigar we're smoking, which is the Casa Bagna Liga F, but we'll get into that. I was talking to the manager of the Casa de Monte Cristo Whippany location, and he is still having problems with things that we had problems with back when I worked in that store. And this is a big thing on cigar lounge etiquette, especially a retail lounge. I'm going to get a little fired up here. This is Nick's fired up segment, so everyone chill out, take off your pants, do what you got to do, but get ready. The problem... The, the, a cigar lounge owes you nothing except the courtesy and respect of a customer to a, a, you know, a business. People come in who maybe have shopped with us before. They'll come in. They won't buy a cigar from here. They'll bring in their own beverage and then they'll sit or, or they'll buy like one cup of coffee and then they'll sit in that cigar lounge like from 10 a.m. like with their laptop and a, and a cigar that they brought on their own and they'll sit there for like four or five hours unacceptable in my mind if you're coming to a cigar lounge you need to be purchasing something every two hours 
If you're if you want to oh, sit there wow. all day, every two hours get a cup of coffee. Every two hours get a drink. Every two hours buy a soda. Go buy a five dollar cigar. Every two hours can. Or if you're gonna buy like, hey, I just bought ten boxes. Okay. But you have to make it. Well, don't come in there and buy one five hour cigar, or worse, bring your own cigars in. Mm-hmm. This is not a free space. I don't. I, people yeah. don't understand that. Like, they, it, it's a business. So now there's people who are coming in. Maybe they are they're not regular. So maybe they've never, they've never seen this place, and they come in with, with their buddies. They're like, hey, we got a table for four. We want to have dinner, hang out, have some drinks, have some cigars, and then there's some jabroni there working on a screenplay, who's been there f- for eight hours and has spent five dollars. This is people yeah. got to realize that we we try to. Um, any any kind of cigar establishment, they we love to foster a community relationship. We want to be close to our customers. We want our customers to feel comfortable with us and trust us and and work with us. But that's taking advantage. At the end of the day, we need to make money, or else we're going to shut the doors. And this, so this is not a free park. Yeah, for you to hang out and br- I'll bring my own cigars to a lounge, but I will always buy two cigars from wherever I'm going. So I bring two because I have so many. Then I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm not going to like risk, like what if they don't have what I'm looking for or what I'm not in the mood for. But if I'm going to a lounge and I'm bringing my own stuff, I'm buying at least two like $15 cigars as like my, call it my corking fee for mm-hmm. like letting me sit here and whatever. So I was that jabroni who at first, my stepdad was like, you know, Casa, this is before I worked here, you know, Casa has a lounge where you can like hang out. He's like, he would do some work stuff there sometimes on his laptop. You know, he would um, go there drink cigar he would buy and he would just you know hang out and i was like oh that might be a cool like different alternative than going to a coffee shop you know because um cigar lounges i've been at cigar lounges where i've been like by myself and i really haven't wanted to be bothered then there's been times where i've gone by myself sat next to someone and i made a new friend essentially name one Name, Name one. one friend that you made. <laughs> there, I don't know their name, but I'll tell you the the punter of the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions who works over at uh, this building right over okay, here. Anyone can meet a punter. <laughs> Whatever. You, you, you didn't not meet a, a cor- friend. You, you, didn't meet, you didn't meet a cornerback. I didn't make a friend for life. I, yeah. met, I met a kicker who you knew Kerry Collins. You met a punter for forty and now he's yards. A scientist. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to claim him as my friend. A football turned scientist. <laughs> um, it's like every '90s movie. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. For my bachelor party, we went to Matador Cigars up in um, East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania. Not sure if you guys, anyone's ever heard of the store. Um, and when we got in, the, the the gentleman working behind the counter was like, you guys have to buy a cigar. And everyone kind of looked at me like, is that true? <laughs> kind of like, because all my no, friends it's know. it's a lie. All like, my friends know I work. I was like, honestly, you know, I'll get it for you guys because you guys have been treating me all night. The guy was very nice. He said, listen. You have cigars? I said, I have a bag full of them. I, I didn't tell him where I worked. I was like, I have a bag full. He's like, buy a few, buy some sodas, buy some water. You have to buy a cigar, but smoke whatever you want to smoke. The guy was awesome. Then my brother-in-law gave him a $20 bill for us to stay like a half hour later, and he was Now, this is not cool. to throw your weight around, but this is, tell them where you work. Okay. I always tell them where I work, and not. I don't want, I never add, I never get free stuff. Mm-hmm. I never do any of that. But it's just like, uh, oh yeah, like we'll we'll let this You'll guy understand now. And, yeah. and, and here's the thing: they might try to let me slide on a thing, like like, oh yeah, you can chill out, and I still contribute probably more than like yeah. your some of the standard jabronis out there. But but yeah, but it's only because it's, it's, it creates a sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to a uh, don't know the name of it, but with my brother in law and sat on to a cigar bar, and I told him like, hey, you know, I work at. Uh, that's when I did say, hey, I work at Jerry Cigars. I really like your selection in there. They're really cool, but we had to buy a cigar and they gave us a free water to do it. 
I think, you know, for most CASAs, um, I don't want to speak for all of them, but I think we, we, as a, as a customer, like we're very, I'm very, uh, like we're spoiled because like I get to go in there with my cigars and they're, and they're never like, you have to buy something. If I'm going in there with my own cigars, like you and I did before I went on paternity leave, I think we had like two or three drinks each, like one afternoon, like when, when, uh, Dan from salt came up, like we went there, we bought our drinks, we had our cigars, but like, we didn't just sit there and was like, yeah, I'll just get a, a bottle of water. Like we bought drinks. Like, so yeah, I think that's a very important etiquette to do. And you said the manager over there is still dealing with this almost yeah. seven, eight years later. Yeah. I mean, we had a, so I don't, you're not going to know this cause you weren't, you weren't around back. At, oddly enough, nobody in this room right now was, was around in those days. But the store looked vastly different than it does now. So over to the left where the Davidoffs are, where that rack of Davidoffs are, that was actually, there was an open space. It had a little table with like two or three chairs. Okay. And we'd actually have morning meetings there sometimes before the store would open. And there were guys who would come in and we, I don't know if they still do it. They used to have this big case on top of the, the cigar uh, bar, on top of the bar in the, in the cigar room. It was like the cigar of the week, and it was always it was something that was like a pretty good cigar. It would be like a Monte Cristo White that's normally like eleven dollars, but it's cigar of the week, so now it's like eight. They would get mm -hmm. like you know, it would be cheap. Um, and people would come, sometimes there there would be guys, Chris, who would come in every day, or they would come in like every every Wednesday, whatever it was, and they would buy one cigar of the week for like five dollars, six dollars, and then there was guys who would sit in that chair. And then they would bring out their humidors of all their other stuff. They had this. It, uh, now I get the old mentality. I like the a lot of the old mentality of like, you go to uh, Louis. My buddy Louis and his wife have this with the diner down the street from them. Where like the diner knows that they've been going there every Saturday and or Sunday for like four years now. Yeah. The diner people know them. Occasionally they'll like, oh, this one was on us. Or like you go to a bar. If you That's go to a bar cool. all yeah. the time, you're like, hey, you bought four drinks. Next one's on. Us. I I like that kind of you know, that kind of relationship. But they were thinking like, you know, I, I can't stand an entitled customer. Like, oh, well, I'm contributing to your business. Like, you you think your $5 is like making my day? Saving the industry. You know, like, dude, even if you bought a $5 cigar every day over the course of a year, like, there's still people who are buying more than that in, in, in oh, yeah. one purchase. One you know purchase what I mean? online and in, in yeah, store. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not down, you know, anybody who supports a business, you know, we we, we thank you. But people who would, you don't really get that with online. People are, our online customers are great. Um, but people, and it's not just like this for cigar lounges. It's any kind of retail is, is I think that the customer always right thing has gone too far. It's not the customer is always right, but the customer deserves to be listened to and respected because you want their business. But you have one guy come in here, bring in your, we sell, call, first of all, you can't walk into a diner with like your own eggs. That's true. Make them for me. Yeah, you can't or walk just in. Already, already I cooked. understand the walking in here. If you have, if you're a big cigar connoisseur and you and maybe you have some rare stuff that you want to smoke and you're looking for a place to smoke, fine. Still contribute something, but walking in here with like your big freaking quick check coffee, like as a customer, are you like are you out of your mind? Yeah. To a place that sells coffee, you can't I mean, do that anywhere else. You can't do that at Starbucks. You can't walk in there with anything. They'll throw you out. The only thing you know, and this has kind of changed since I've worked here, but the only thing for me would be acceptable of like showing up to a lounge with your own cigars is maybe if you're like doing a herf or you're meeting up with yeah, a group and you can trade okay. them. Um, or if you are bringing someone who isn't really 
um, well-versed in smoking cigars, maybe you would handpick them, whether yeah. it be in the store or you give them something. I mean, like you gifted me an Opus X, like, and I was like, I'm going to smoke it then, you know, but like I said, we bought three rounds of drinks. Like, yeah, no, we as contributed long as you're contributing, to the store. So yeah, yeah. As long as you're contributing something. But yeah, that's kind of the only thing I think, you know, people who are like, well, I bring them, you know, I'm bringing one of cigars. I'm still buying like water or food or this. Water that. doesn't count. It water does, doesn't yeah, count. Or, or Sorry, like a drink, don't count. you know, I'm like, yeah, it, I don't know. Like, I think you, one hand it's, it's, what am I trying to say? If you're going to the lounge and there is a cigar store or a humidor attached to it, yeah, I think you do have to. If it's like one time or once a once in a blue moon, buying a $5 cigar isn't bad. But if you're getting regulars that buy $5 and then they're smoking their $13 one or whatever, like, yeah. come on. That they like, would buy online from sometimes us, yeah, sometimes our competitor. Yeah, yeah. You know, like people think that this is just, they think it's like a park or yeah. like a Starbucks where you can just walk in there with your laptop and like, no, you. It, this is a business. We make money on the seats, or the, these companies make mm-hmm. money on the seats. So respect that. Now there are some cigar bar lounges where it's like I'll 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 go there. There's a, there used to be. I think there's still a place in Clifton called Jamie's that I used to go religiously on Sundays to watch football because they also had five dollar hot dogs. Um, it was a cigar bar, and they like sold a couple of cigars, but it was more like. It was a restaurant bar that you could smoke cigars in, and then they would they had like a little tiny humidor that you could buy some stuff. That place was more acceptable that you that, that you could bring your own because mm-hmm. they were that would but that was like a you're ordering dinner you're ordering drinks, so like they th- their cigar sales were, wasn't bankrolling the company it was the, it was like a restaurant yeah that was that was the big thing, but for so like places that are like even lounges that don't maybe don't have uh, restaurants or coffee or anything, like how dare you walk into like a mom and pop shop that has two couches and you're bringing your own bag. And you're just sitting there all day. Get the hell out of here, dude. Get the hell out of here. Because there's there's real cigar guys who will come in and they'll always support a business. And like they want to take those seats because they'll they'll buy drinks, they'll buy coffees, they'll buy appetizers, they'll buy more cigars. Dude, I would even buy like sometimes I would buy like a, a like a bundle of something, like, oh, this is a $50 bundle, sure. And then I'll just 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 to, you know, yeah. I, I made a contribution. You know, so I it's it's something that I really can't stand. And and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like it's gotten any better. Um, why do you think that is? I mean, that, that's just what I've been, I've been told because I knew it was it. a problem way back then. Was and they it started, a big problem back then? Or? I mean, it got worse when – it wasn't that big because beside, like the restaurant was kind of its own side. Then we had the men's shop and then the store. So we didn't have to deal with it so much. But now that the men's shop is gone and that's all lounge area, yeah, it's, those same jabronis who were like hanging out in, this, in those few seats in the store, they were taking up like this nice lounge and not spending it. One guy – I'm not going to say his name, but – if my brother listens to this, he'll know who I'm talking about. And so will Anthony. He was like a famous customer because he was a dirtbag. Um, he was caught selling cigars like out of his bag in the in the front lounge. You know, there was another guy who, who was said very rude things to uh, to a waiter. Like uh, there was there was not great people. But I mean, this is this is the early you know two yeah. thousand you know two thousand and ten. Um. And this is like a nice establishment. And I just, and it, it, it hurt, and it didn't hurt me. Like I wasn't devastated. But when the manager over there said, like, we're still dealing with these guys, I'm like, how rude. Like, how do you not understand that this is a business? We're going we're gonna, to, and he even said, like, listen, we have guys, if you're sitting here for a couple hours, you buy three drinks, you know, the fourth one will take, you know, that kind yes, of relationship. Yeah. They didn't used to do that. And it drove me crazy because I would come here. Like, I worked here and I would, I'm fine paying for my drinks, but I'm like, you know, four or five yinglings watching a soccer game. 
It's like, how about you, you, you mm-hmm. know, you toss me one. It's just what a bartender usually does when you're like a regular at a place. Back. But they do that. They, they take care of their customers. And it's just a shame to see that some of the customers don't reciprocate that respect. Did you guys be- always back then, um, if someone was sitting down to eat, always give them cigars like they do now here? Like they'll give you like the oh, yeah. table fulls. Okay. That's, that's part of the, that's part that's of the it's a, you, part you always, experience, yeah, right? You always okay. get that. You always get that. Now, we, I wonder, you know, we would those guys like there. snag them? We weren't allowed over there for years. <laughs> because there was an incident many, many years. This is way before my time. Okay. Probably maybe like Christine was probably here. Okay. This was, you know, maybe even Anthony. But somebody, because we, and we were allowed over there and somebody went over there and, you know, got loaded mm. and like was bad mouth in management or whatever. So for my first, gosh, three years here. On this side. Yeah, on in the store. We weren't allowed in the bar at all. Like, we could go buy something in the wine shop, but we weren't allowed. The off hours didn't matter. Really? Never. Never. Wow. And then... Super strict. When I got moved over to... Or right before I moved over to corporate, when Rob Norris came in, he was like, this is stupid. Yeah, we need to change the culture <laughs> and a little then bit. There was a while there, especially because that's, that's when I was like, drinking. Yeah. You know, I was 24, 25 <laughs> years old. We were over there all the time. You know, we would go, especially the World Cup. So this is going to be the World Cup 2022. So then there was one in 2018. So this must have been World Cup. Yeah, that 2014, that that summer, that World Cup, me and my buddy Steve worked in the wine shop. We were over there. Like, if we got off at like five, we were over there every day. We'd have a couple of yinglings and we'll watch whatever the games were. It was awesome. We were over there all the time. It's a cool place to to hang out. I'd love to come here during... Um. Some NFL playoff games because I know they're not open for the Super Bowl, right? Mm, no, yeah. So. Some football games would be pretty cool at this at a bar like this or a lounge like this. I already planned. I think it's the, the I think it's like uh, either Cyber Monday or Good Friday. One of those two days is a really big World Cup game. It's like yes. it's like Germany versus Spain or we were something talking about like that. With, uh, Derek yeah. and Alex, I think. Yeah, yeah I want. Yeah. I want. I'm like, dude, let's let's, let's all meet up and like we'll yeah. go to the, we'll go to the JR. We'll watch it there. We'll have some cigars. I, I want to say it's one of those days. Um, but yeah, that's my rant on on cigar etiquette. Just treat your lounge with respect. Don't forget it. It is a business, you know, especially if they have... Sp- it's one thing if it's like a mom and pop shop and they have like one chair, like they're, yeah. they're not relying on that. But a place like the Casa de Monte Cristo stores that are established Most to lounges. be nice round yeah. lounges. Most lounges, yeah. I think, you know... Like I said, since I've been here since 2019, I think like most lounges... Like we're very lucky where I've been able to go in here with my cigars and no one gives me any problems. You go into some lounges, you have to buy it, you know, and those prices are a little more expensive than usual because they know that you have to buy it. But, you know, then there's other lounges, like I mentioned again, Matador Cigars. That that was an awesome spot. They were like, buy your cigars, but you could smoke whatever you want. You know, I I don't know if most lounges are like that. They are. I don't don't think that uh, generally the lounges I've been to have not been a, you can only smoke what you buy here. I'm sure some of them are, um, but they're mostly like, hey, as long as you're buying like, I don't care what you smoke because I'm yeah. still making the money off of you. Um, I'm, but I'm sure there's probably some guy who owns a shop who's like had some trouble with, uh, you know, with a Padron 10 years ago. And so he doesn't sell Padron. Mm-hmm. So if you walk in there with a Padron, but you can't smoke that. Like, there's always that guy. You know what I mean? There's always that person. Well, other than that, no. Um, just, just like I said, treat them with the same respect that they, that they show you. Um, now, if they show you no respect, yeah, don't go there anymore. <laughs> Have you ever been to uh, any cigar lounges, Justin, besides next door?
Uh, yes, I have. Up in Rockland County, there's a place called Hearth and Tap, and it's more bar food, you know, burgers, fries, and things like that. They let you bring your own cigars, and they have a small humidor, but it's a $10 cutting fee. Yeah. I didn't know that was even a thing, too. Well, think of, think, well dude, think of... So, so this, like, you can't cut your own. Like, you have to... No, it's like, you could probably cut your own, but it's just what yeah. they charge you. Gotcha. They charge okay. you the $10 on yeah. your bill right. if you bring your own cigar. So this... I, I never realized this for over here that it totally makes sense now because they have the wine shop over here too. And they just upped their corking fee to like $25, which I'm like, Oh, that's a lot of money just to cork. Yeah. But it's like, listen, you gotta think of it this way. If you buy a bottle of wine in our wine shop for $20 behind the bar, that same wine we're selling for like $10 a glass. And it's like six glasses for the bottle. Yeah. So like we're losing a ton of money if you just if you buy the bottle here and then drink it here. Uh, the liquor you can't drink here at all. You can't like buy a bottle of Jack here and drink it here. Why is that? Is uh, it just that's nice? a legal thing, okay. I think too. Um, so if you bought a bottle and like you went like to the lounge or outside, you could not like they. Yeah, I think there's I think there's something about um, I don't know, but just in New Jersey or whatever the deal is with hard liquor, like you can't like buy the bottle and then consume it like in the okay. same because if you give it you can do that with wine you could if you go to restaurants you can buy a bottle of wine you can buy a glass of wine mm -hmm. um but then uh same with beer beers just comes in like individual servings uh but yeah there's never been a place where i like you can just go and like buy a bottle of like bourbon and then just sit there and drink it so um I'm spoiled here but we I, are. I i'm happy we with are. that <laughs> i mean dude except for some of our competitors who by the way have some nice locations that i've been to there's nothing like this place in like any other cigar no. place in in the world is is inconsequential. So many rules, yeah. Right. So, hmm. what I want to talk about today is we are seeing a cool little renaissance um, with a legendary historic uh, family in uh, in the cigar industry, the uh, Quesada family. So for those of you who are kind of more recent to the industry, you probably know them for what they make for other companies. For those who have been around a while, I mean, everyone knows the Quesadas um, from their work on several other brands, from the work on their own family line. The Oktoberfest is probably their biggest, like kind of name brand one that they release every year. I believe last year they released the 10th anniversary of the, of the yep. Oktoberfest. Um, they worked. Um, they work a lot with formerly Nat Sherman. Now with a lot of the Ferriotego brands, I believe they did. Did they do the twenty twenty two Elegancia? Well, they did the. I can't remember which one they did. They, they whoever did the Elegancia before did it now, and whoever did the Generoso before did okay. it now. I can't remember who made which one. Who made? I the, felt like the other. I day. know it's Placencia is one of them. Yeah, I think the Placencia. Is the Generoso, if I had to guess. Because you were smoking the Elegancia, uh, Elegancia last week, and you were like, Quesada is kind of like coming here to play. Like, he's not messing around now. No, right. So I think that was it, because you were yeah. smoking it. We were cleaning our human door, and you were like, yeah, he's he's Let here to play it. this yeah, I just want to double yeah. check to make sure. Yeah, it's the Elegancia. So yeah, it was the Elegancia, um, one of the, the Ferriotegos, like those, uh, the, their two like kind of main premium lines. Uh, um, but that cigar, I mean, uh, the, the 2021 was great, but I was smoking the day after we hung out with Michael and we were going through the humidor, we were doing some work up here and I smoked the 2022 Elegancia. Yeah. 
I mean, we have a leading contender for our cigar of the year this year. That thing mm-hmm. was completely unreal. Smooth, of, we don't have a lot of new cigars uh, coming our way, but that one has kind of. Derek was up here during the filming of uh, the Michael Herklotz interview, and he never does, never smokes much to the nub. And he said that one he could not put down. It was outstanding. It was absolutely outstanding. And then we were going through some old cigars to start doing reviews again. We haven't done reviews for a while. And we found some like Herrera Estelis, the Stall Cut Maduro, and uh, the Miami. Yep. And then you're like, oh, what, what is this? And it was funny because, and this is not an insult, but you're like, oh, what is this, uh, this Casa Magna? And because I never heard of it before. It was like, I've only ever smoked the October. It was like Fest, blowing yeah. the cobwebs off of like an old TV. <laughs> yeah. And like all of a sudden the TV works again. And because I, I had forgotten about Casa Magna, and it's a shame because Casa Magna, when I first started this, and anybody my age or older is, looks on Casa Magna with extremely fond memories. This was a cigar that I was rated number one, ugh, 2008, 2009. Um, yeah. It's a great, great cigar. Then they released a Colorado version, yeah. 2008. Yeah. Absolutely exquisite Dominican cigar. This is at the height of Dominicans. You got to remember, you know, Nicaraguan was, Nicaraguan cigars now are the number one in terms of imports. Uh, if you look at any of the review sites and if you were to compare, you know, I think Half Wheel does a breakdown. I think Cigar Aficionado might do a breakdown. Uh, Dominican, Honduran, Nicaraguan cigars every year that are getting the highest ratings. Right now, it's Nicaraguans by a pretty decent margin. 2008, 2009, 2010, Nicaraguans were like coming up. You know, uh, there was no Dunbarton yet. Mm-hmm. There was no foundation yet. Uh, Aganorsa, I think, was around. We certainly didn't carry anything by them, but they were around. I don't. Warped wasn't around yet. Illusione was doing some stuff, but he was also getting some stuff made in Honduras as well. Um, Padron was obviously there. Oliva was obviously there. Uh, my father wasn't like huge yet. They were they were on the come up around this time. Tatawahe, the same thing. Tatawahe, I think, started in 2008, was like kind of like their big year. Mm-hmm. So this is still new for Nicaraguan. So at the height of like Dominican powerhouses, General Altidus, uh, Davidoff, you know, the like Gloria's were hitting really good. The Casa Magda was a just a, an outstanding. It was a Dominican Nicaraguan esque cigar. It had some of the quality, some of the spice and the complexity that you see in a lot of the modern day uh, Nicaraguan. So when you said, oh, what is this Casa Magna uh, Liga F? And I forgot because just because and it's it's on me for not doing for not being diligent. There's just always so much new stuff. And you kind of have to put your, and this is no insult to the Quesada family, you kind of have to put your your time in with the the projects that are going to have the most impact to yeah. your audience, to your customer base, to the demographic. And I humbly apologize for doing that because when I did the review of this yesterday, I'm like, this thing is outstanding. This is flavorful. The wrapper looks exquisite. Yeah. The, like, the complexity. For me, it was... The the box and the band like immediately drew my attention. Open the box and then you see this wrapper, and I'm just like, you know, this is going to taste <laughs> like really good. Um, I forgot which size. I don't know if this was a Toro size. I believe it was. Yeah, it is Toro. Yeah, it was a six by fifty two. Um, yeah, I was I was shocked when you said this was Quesada. Like I said, I've never smoked anything from quesada you might have had an oktoberfest and didn't i've had an it. oktoberfest 
I think I had a, the, they did like factories, like Manuel Quesada's factory stuff like a few they years ago. They did that ago. thing with Ventura. Yeah. When Michael Giannini was over at Ventura Cigars and they did like a Legends or something or like the Masters thing. And he did one with, I think, uh, he did one with um, the guy from Partagas whose name is escaping me. And he did one with Manolo Quesada. And I've, I've interviewed Manolo Quesada. He's a great guy. Super nice guy. Uh, very knowledgeable. I think his daughter Raquel yes. is doing a lot in the business now. Um, Did but you, it's, were you on a video with like a for Cigar Dojo or you never interviewed her while I was here? But I remember no, you saying her. No. I th- Did she stop by the office? I'm, no, you're, I, I know. know if, no, you're thinking of you're thinking of um, not Lizette. I know Lizette. You're yeah. thinking of Omar Ortez's daughter. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah. Indiana Ortez. You did something with her, right? Yeah, with that same day. I remember yes, with the, okay, when I did yeah. the Manolo Quesada stuff. Um, Michael Giannini, first of all, super nice guy, but he he in a, in a similar vein of like a Michael Herklotz had like a deep connection to these these families that like you know were were the big deals when they were coming up in the industry. So the Quesadas, um, the Omar Ortez, and they're still legends, by the way. Don't think because Quesada hasn't created like a new cool thing yeah. that they're not like legends and they haven't, you know, they don't know how to do work. They know how to do work. So I'm, I'm really, to, uh, it's, it's cool to see that there's this kind of renaissance. I mean, it's, uh, it's like somebody breathed, breathed a little bit of new life into them. And not like they, they didn't really release anything crappy. It's just like they weren't on the scene. Like they, I hadn't heard about it. They weren't getting press releases for the past couple of years. There was like a couple side projects. Well, did they take a break themselves? Or I don't know. They- I don't know. I just, I mean, listen, it also might've just been me. It might've just been me not paying enough attention. That could have been the case too. Um, so but- now with a cigar like this and that, you know, this is your second time smoking it. You really enjoy it. Are you now going to be like, is your eye going to be on them? Like what's next kind of thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. I know you mentioned that a lot about, um, the year like Jose Mendez from H Upman and the one seventy fifth came out. You're like, now I'm ready to see like what they have mm-hmm. next. Is that kind of like when you smoke something like that, is that now, is I it going to be on your radar he's more? two for two in the past two days yeah. between the, yeah. the past week between the Elegancia and this. So hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Am I ready for whatever else case comes out with and, and bravo to Michael Herklotz for utilizing them in a, in a perfect fashion. Yeah. Um, I, but I, I think even this is a runner for our top 25. Like this is, oh, yeah. this is, it's nice. Sure. It's chewy. It's that that yep. chewiness to it. No bad aftertaste, a great looking ash. Um, it was just, like I said, I'm, I'm almost disappointed in myself for not remembering, you know, what a, what a champion, you know, they're, they're up there with like Placencia. Like the Quesada family is, is legendary, but you, but you know. You made a good point and I'm starting to notice this too. It kind of like, how do you, how do I say this? I think not to, I, don't, I hate the word like, oh, stay relevant. But if you even dip out for like a few months of the cigar game or like a year, like it's, I feel like you're losing like five years if that makes sense. Like yeah. you have to be just super, super relevant. And then when we're smoking stuff and we enjoy it, and we're, you know, if, you know, it seems like, you know, we, we obviously love crown heads. If you guys heard of us, they, they put out a lot of cigars, like anything new we trying to like, we're just trying to like try all the time. This sat in our humidor probably, I want to say six months to a year. And like, that might be why it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And you know, in the midst of the YouTube channel, kind of like 
happening and us not doing as many reviews. It sat there, but I just knew like, oh, we had to do a review of this. Um, I think it just got lost in the shuffle, so to speak. Like you this said. has like pan caliente. Yeah, like last year yeah, yeah. When, when we smoked in, we were like, what? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Yeah, we found a lot like of stuff. Like a sleeper, yeah. Yeah, we found a lot of stuff. That, we had some nice age on a lot of stuff from this mm-hmm. past uh, humidor uh, emptying out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and also it's tough to make that transition from the old-fashioned way where like you're just going to make your cigars, you're going to call them what you want to call them, and you're going to find like a loyal fan base that's going to keep coming back to you. Placencia did a beautiful shift to... This more limited run, super high end. They did it with their Alma series. They did it with the work that they've done with, you know, uh, Altidus and with other brands. Um, same thing with like uh, like Oliva. Same thing with a lot of these companies is they were able to do this shift. Even Rocky Patel, Alec Bradley, to to cover this new demographic of like limited edition, small batch run, hyper aged, hyper high end. Uh, I don't know if Quesada like didn't realize they should be doing that. I mean, they had their Oktoberfest every year, which is a good cigar. It just never, for as cool of a concept it is and how, how great the cigar is, for some reason, I don't think it ever took off like it should. That should be like a monster series, mm-hmm. like, like or like a Las Calaveras. The, the Oktoberfest should be in every year, like, what are they going to do? But um, they, I don't think they have the biggest social media, you know, they... they you know, he's they're they're a tobacco family, so that's what a lot of what they were focused on. But listen, I'll call them up and I'll I'll help them with their social myself. Like I'll yeah. do it. I think Raquel, I think the daughter, from what I understand, is going to be, you know, pushing this along a little more. But if you have more cigars like the Elegancia or like this this Liga F Casa Magna, like let the world know. We'll let them know here, but you also let them know. Get out there and shout it from the rafters. Excellent work coming from just an absolute legend. So very, very excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do next. Yeah, um, I'm, um, it makes me want to go back and maybe see like what else of theirs I can now try if, if I can find. I would try an original Casa Magna if I were okay. you. Like, go find the, the OG. Yeah, because I was, you know, you were, when we were doing the review of it um, yesterday, you were just like blown away. And I don't want to say you're not like, usually blown like last year i felt like a lot of cigars surprised you or like you were more like holy crap holy crap because you've been in the you've been in the industry so long i feel yeah, like and you, my palate see, shifts exactly you know, and you've you seen everything you've smoked a lot so when there's a cigar that really catches your eye for me anyway i'm just like okay maybe that's something to smoke and pay attention to because it could end up on our, our top 25 at, at the end of the year um if there's a cigar like the hvc last year you were like hyping you were telling everyone about that cigar and it was it, you were right it was it was really good so if you guys haven't tried this i recommend it this is my second one too in two days and it's this one's it's just yeah. better anyway thanks for listening guys make yep. sure to uh check back like i said a lot of upcoming stuff um especially maybe in some of the next few weeks keep a lookout for uh for everything and, and welcome us back to uh to youtube Let's hope that they leave us alone and we'll see where it goes from here. But other than that, uh, keep them lit.